Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Lean Toss-Up Call of Duty podcast. This is it, guys. This is the last major of the season. Everything is, is on this until champs. Three teams have been eliminated from competing in champs. Two teams are left potentially fighting for the last, I think, yeah, the last spot or the last two spots potentially. I think, theoretically, I think one team, the one team hasn't clinched yet. But we'll get to that in a second. I'm, of course... Joined as always by my co-host CDL Metrics. How are you doing tonight on this Wednesday night? I'm doing good. Yeah, looking forward to the last major of the year. Um, this one hosted by Toronto Ultra, so we will have fans in the audience. That's always good to see, um, as opposed to what we had at Major Four. Um, yeah, we'll see if Optic. I, I think this is the major that the big question mark is: Will Optic win a major this year? Um, they seem to be like the last good team that has yet to win one. Um, they're the odds on favorites, which we'll get to in a moment, but that to me seems like the big storyline heading into the weekend is, are they going to win finally? Um, it seems like this is the week to do it for them, but yeah, happy that rocker went back to back wins last weekend. I was not expecting that at all. Um, and I unfortunately wasn't able to catch either of the matches I was um, busy last weekend out of town. So, uh, I just was checking for updates, hoping they would at least, you know, cover a map and a half spread and they ended up winning both times. So that was, uh, refreshing to see keeping their distance on Vegas Legion for that final spot at champs. Um, it's not locked in by any means, uh, but rockers path going forward looks pretty good. Um, so yeah, fingers crossed that they can hold on to that as well. But yeah, obviously looking forward to the COD this weekend as well. Yeah, I, uh, I agree with that. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting, uh, an interesting weekend of COD, I would say. So again, start, so weekend is, is a strong word there. Starts on Thursday tomorrow. So we are getting this a little, out a little late, but that's okay. Lots of stuff to talk about. So first off, off the top of on the top of it, obviously, whenever we do the major, and, and we'll do this for champs too, we talk about the ma- the outrights, the, the, the futures markets. So, to win the major, Optic plus 115, Phase plus 250, Ultra plus 450, Subliners plus 700, Breach 12 to 1, Thieves 10 to 1, that's weird that they're flipped, but whatever, Rocker 16 to 1, Legion 25 to 1, Surge 50 to 1, Mutineers a hundred to one, LAG five hundred to one, and then L and then Ravens. I think, yeah, they're five. It's hard when when there's so many zeros. It's a little yeah. hard to see it, but I think it's it's also five hundred to one there as well. So, um, I'll actually I'll, I'll I'll tell you what I'll go first. Okay, I'll go first with my odds to win this because you you posted yours on Twitter, so I've not posted mine on Twitter yet. I have a 61% chance, out of 10,000 simulations, 61% chance that Optic wins. Period. End of sentence. I then have another 15% chance that FaZe wins, another 14% chance that Ultra wins. Everybody else is less than 1,000. Everybody else, like uh, New York is like 4%, Boston is 1%, uh, Thieves is 0.4%, uh, Obviously, London and LEG, I'm sorry, you have been eliminated already, which is cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Florida, almost eliminated only 30 times. That's rough. Seattle, only 15 times. So Florida's better odds of winning than Seattle. So that's news to the bookmakers. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, it's not good for for a lot of these teams. I will say to make finals, Optic. I put Optic as an eighty six percent chance to make finals. I put Phase at thirty nine, so just shy of thirty nine point four eight. So you could almost round that up to forty, and then Ultra at thirty nine point two three. Again, both kind of forty percent chances. Again, only one of them can. Basically, what what this is saying is there are three teams. Optic, Phase, and Ultra. Ultra uh, Optic is very likely the best of the two of them, and maybe they can get to finals. And maybe one Ultra and, and Ultra and Phase are gonna basically face off in the losers bracket finals in some some way. One of them will win and go on to the finals, and then they have a not horrible chance. They have a chance to beat Optic if they get to the finals. That's that's basically what this is saying. It's saying everything else isn't like LA Thieves. They move a couple of rounds, but they start hitting some some choppy waters because again, the problem is once you get to the losers round, like losers round two, they have a, actually they have a fifty seven percent chance to get to losers round two. So they're the model doesn't love who they're playing round one, but at a certain yeah, because I think that's right because yeah, they play either Florida or Optic. So the the model actually thinks Florida's pretty good, but basically the event for a lot of these losers bracket teams, especially Las Vegas. It gets really choppy once you start getting past the first couple rounds here, because then all of a sudden you're getting a random Florida falling, or you're getting a random Thieves falling, or you're getting a random Ultra or Phase. Like you're getting one of the bigger sharks that is going to fall, right? And that's where it becomes a lot very difficult for a team like uh, for a team like Vegas or a team like Minnesota to move forward. Now I actually do have Vegas as a better chance to win than Minnesota, but. It's very tricky as to see exactly how far Vegas will get into the tournament as as compared to, compared to Rocker, right? I have Minnesota's better chance to win round one. Both are severe underdogs in round one. I have Minnesota's a better chance to win round, round one, but I basically, based on these expectant values, it's, it's hard to say exactly. But I have Vegas as a slightly better favorite to basically make it a little further into the tournament, which is, to be honest, that's all they need, right? They just go a little further than Rocker, and they'll... They'll they'll make they'll be okay. Well, they, they have to go a little a lot further than Rocker because they're thirty point uh, twenty points behind them. So they got to go at least another round or two. But that that's what I that's how I see the board. How do you see the board? Yeah. So my numbers are quite different. Um, I do agree with you that it's like it's a three team race. It feels like um, I've got Phase at the top, and I did tweet these out, and I tweet these out every major, and I update them after every day, you know, to adjust for which teams have been eliminated, what the paths look like moving forward, but the pre-tournament tweet is always the biggest one, and today, for me, it just blew up. Um, it's just Optic fans and Phase fans just murdering each other in the comments section, which is hilarious to see, but, um, yeah, if, if you've listened to us all year, it's not a surprise that for me, Atlanta Faze are still the best team in the game. Um, so I do have them as the highest odds to win. Uh, not very heavy favorites. In fact, I think this is the smallest favorite I've had so far for a major this year. Um, so it should be a really exciting weekend of COD. But Faze I have at about a 34% chance to win. So about one in three times um, I have them winning. Uh, plus 250 to win outright is a little bit of value, so maybe consider taking FaZe there. Um, or if you did what I did a couple weeks ago and FaZe's champs number was up in the plus 300 to plus 400 range, 
that was a better bet to make at the time. Um, but yeah, if you still want action on phase this weekend, I, I think it's justifiable. Second, I have Optic, uh, 25%. So about 9% down. I do think that is a little much, um, just because, again, my model doesn't really adjust for recent performance quite as much as yours does. So 25% might be a little low. Maybe it's closer to 30%. I think them and phase should be very close in terms of just overall odds to win. You look at Optic's path, it's much nicer, in my opinion, than phases. Uh, right, Optic get Florida Mutineers in round one. That's a great matchup to ask for. Round two, if they win that, they get Boston or Rocker, which to me are two you know middle of the pack at best teams again. Um, so yeah, it, it could be a really nice couple of days for Optic to start things off. Um, and if they were somehow to to go down to losers bracket, I think they're fine wherever they land there. Um, round one could be tricky for Optic if they do lose and have to play Thieves, just because. We've seen what Thieves can do uh, when they get hot, but uh, I think all in all, Optic's path is better. You look at FaZe, they play Legion in round one. To me, that's a slightly more difficult opponent than Mutineers. And if you're FaZe and you win that, you have to play a good team in Toronto or New York. Um, ideally, you'd play New York just because I have Toronto as the superior team there, but either way you slice it, it'll be a, a bit of a challenge for FaZe in round two uh, should they beat Legion. So. Yeah, to me, Phase and Optic really close. Toronto also surprisingly close behind Optic. I have them at 22% chance. Uh, maybe you upweight them as well, just considering that it's their home major. They look pretty good. Um, the issue, though, with them is their path is pretty difficult. Uh, you play New York in round one, which, you know, it's not Phase, it's not Optic, but that's one of the tougher teams. Um, so maybe they slip up there. Um, if so, you get LAG and losers round one, which shouldn't be an issue. And then maybe from there you can go on some crazy losers bracket run. But for Toronto Ultra, right, the path is beat New York, probably have to beat FaZe. And then should you go through that, you're probably playing Optic in that winner's bracket final. Um, obviously if you lose at any point during those, you're going to have to go on some sort of losers bracket run, but, um... Yeah, I, I just think Toronto is great. They're one of the best respawn teams in the game, so they deserve to be in that mix with those other two. Yeah, and then from there, it just kind of cascades down. Um, also, Toronto at plus 450 to win outright. Uh, not a horrible bet, in my opinion, either. Uh, if you want a little more variance and you want to cheer for a home team, um, I don't mind that at all. Uh, yeah, and then from there, it's pretty flat. Like, New York, I have fourth at 9%. Um, they're plus 700, I see, which isn't quite good enough for me to pull the trigger on. Again, their path is what Toronto's path is, but they're underdogs in round one, so tough. Uh, Boston, I have at 6%. Um, at a plus 1,200 price, not quite good enough. Um you know, they have a relatively easy first match versus Rocker, but after that, we'll see. Um, their path really is just kind of get lucky and hope you get hot on Thursday and Saturday. Um, but we'll see from there. Uh, then a pretty big drop-off. I have LA Thieves uh, after them at a 2% chance. And I was actually getting railed on Twitter today because a lot of Thieves fans were like, that's way too low. And apparently... People have taken action on these websites because I saw this morning LA Thieves at 14 to 1. 
to win outright. They're now 10 to 1, which to me is just a horrible, horrible bet to make. I mean, you have you have to get six wins in a row for LA Thieves to win this major. Like, it's possible. We've seen them go on crazy loser's bracket runs before, but this is also a Thieves team that went 1-4 in the qualifiers. Like, their only win was their last match against London, so congratulations on that. And their their losses were not, like, particularly close either. It wasn't like, oh, you're losing a bunch of round 11s in search, or you're losing a bunch of, you know, 10-point hard points. They did have some close losses, but they had some concerning losses against some quality teams and some middle-of-the-pack teams. So I'm out on Thieves this weekend, just considering that they have a loser's bracket start. Um, maybe they can rattle off a couple wins, but we'll see after that. Uh, so yeah, they're at 2% for me. Minnesota and Vegas are both at 1%, which I find pretty interesting. Um, Rocker's path to me is easier. I'd say much easier. Um, and this is one of the storylines going into the weekend is who will be the eight seed. And it might be neither of these teams. If both of these teams get hot, like Seattle could fall to the eight seed or Boston might fall. Like there's still a lot to be determined there. It most likely will be rocker, but you know, it it could be Legion if they surprise or if Boston or Seattle slip down, it, it might be one of them. But, uh, you just look at rocker's path. Like, they play Boston in round one. That's a pretty soft landing. Um, You know, if they win that, they probably have to play Optic, but there's a chance Florida come through, and now you have two relatively easy matches. Uh, Boston did beat Minnesota earlier in this stage, but of all the opponents in winner's bracket that you could get, as a Rocker fan, you know, getting Breach, I'll take that every day. Um Legion gets phase in round one, so you tell me who's better, Boston or phase. And then if Rocker were to lose, you go down and play London in losers round one. That's maybe the best matchup you could ask for. If you're Vegas and you lose to phase, which again, I think is more likely than Rocker losing to breach, you go down and play Seattle Surge, who are very inconsistent and deserve the losers bracket start for this major, but... We've seen what they can do, and I actually might favor Seattle in that game if that were to happen. So, uh, good path for Rocker, not so good path for Legion, um, and then from there, yeah, Florida. I have it about a half a percent chance they win the whole thing. Uh, it's probably not happening, uh, but some interesting action on them as well. I saw them at two hundred fifty to one to win the tournament earlier this morning. They're now at a hundred to one. So. You know, by raw numbers, that's a huge shift in terms of, you know, percentage chance to win. It's not much of anything, but just notable that maybe some people came in on Florida because the number was so ridiculously big. Um, If they can get past Optic in round one, like maybe because their second round game would in theory be easier. And then can you get lucky and somehow make your way to Sunday? It can happen, uh, but very, very unlikely. Uh, yeah, Seattle, I have 10th, basically 0%. They do win it a couple times in my simulations, but very, very unlikely. And then, yeah, London and LAG, it's just not happening for you guys. I'm sorry. So, yeah, that that's where I stand. It's a, it's a three-horse race, in my opinion, with a very slight chance that somebody else surprises, whether that's New York, Boston, maybe LA Thieves. 
maybe Rocker, maybe Legion, but probably even not those teams. So uh, that's where I see it. I, it could get really interesting. I'm I'm really looking forward to the weekend. But um, but yeah, if it were up to me, I think Phase and Ultra are probably the best bets on the board. I would steer away from Thieves. I get Optic. Like, I get the love for them. I'm going to stay away for this weekend as well. Um, they're, they're basically even money to win at this point, which I just, I can't get behind. I know they, like, just never lose online qualifier matches, and that is worth something, but I don't know. I, I just worry the price is way, way too high for them right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I could get on board with Toronto. I like Toronto at plus four. Well, I mean, it's still not... The odds aren't amazing. Like I'm not like, oh man, gotta love that uh, plus four fifty because plus four fifty translated is eighteen percent. And if right. you remember correctly, I've got Toronto at fourteen percent. So like, it's not great. It's definitely not great. Um, but I definitely don't like phase at plus two fifty. That number is wrong. That number should be way higher because optic is just so good. Like they can't beat optic. They have not been able to beat optic now. Because like, here's the thing. What are like? What's the point in betting two fifty? Phase goes on this long arduous journey to get to to optic, and then they're what, plus one fifty. So now y- y- you're like this is the thing, right? In, in a finals, optic is probably what minus two hundred to beat phase, minus like probably minus two hundred. I don't know about right? that. So one thing I think people forget a lot with the grand finals is that it's a best of seven. So being the better team does matter because the series is longer and we can debate who's better phase versus optic, but the layout of the map pool is humongous. And it's an issue. I think, right. If phase made another grand finals this year, I do think they'd have another win under their belt. It's just, they've only been to the one at major two and they won it pretty easily. But the fact that you get three search and destroys and the fact that there are an equal number of hard points and controls means if you get to the grand finals, it's really, really advantageous to be the better search team, which phase is by a mile. And I think optic is fantastic at search too. They actually just jumped Legion in my model, but phase are still the Kings of that mode. So the fact that you can get to a game seven and be in that mode is humongous and it does downweight teams that are good at hardpoint, right? Usually, hardpoint is arguably the most important mode because you play it more than any other mode throughout the year. You know, it matters for tiebreakers because if you can win 3-1, that is a lot better than winning 3-2. But in the grand finals, right, you're playing control as much as you're playing hardpoint. And yes, you play hardpoint earlier. You play game one and game four, but... We've seen the last, I think, two, maybe three grand finals end on that game six control. So, yeah, control matters a tiny bit more. Hardpoint matters a tiny bit less. And search matters a lot more, in my opinion. So that's kind of where it skews things. So that's why I get those numbers that I get, just because it is such a shift in that grand finals. Um, But I, I get it. Like, if Optic get hot, get out of the way. But... As we saw with the last two times they got to the grand finals, they did fall short in part because their search wasn't quite up to snuff and their control wasn't quite up to snuff. So again, that's my pause with Optic. Obviously, they are the hottest hardpoint team right now. They can carry themselves to a grand finals win with just that. Like 
they're dominant in that mode. And it's scary, like, watching them play against anybody because it could be a 250 to 90 game. But I just, I worry about their other game modes just a little, a little more than the average person. So that's, that's my argument for that. Yeah. I I mean, it's, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I'd be rolling with Optic, but we'll see. But I just, I'm not loving that plus 250. I, I really can't sit here and be like, yes. I feel That's happy fine. about. That's I, I'd fine. feel much more happy about the plus four fifty. To be fair, it is the home team, and Ultra is good. I mean, Ultra did win. They won Major Three. Yes, they did lose in Major Four, but at the same point in time, they got eliminated by what was it? Thieves or was it was it Phase? I can't remember who it was. Toronto um, at yeah. Major Four. Ooh, um, they didn't make top four, right? Because that was uh, Thieves beat Optic. Optic they they lost a phase. They lost a phase in map five. They lost a phase in map five. That's why. But New York was fourth place, so Toronto were top six, I think. Yeah, Toronto was top six because Phase had fallen out of the, because Phase had fallen out, and then basically they collided with Toronto. That was the second last game on Saturday. But then Subliners beat Minnesota to get themselves to Saturday two, and then Phase beat Subliners. Optic crushed Phase, and then Optic lost to Thieves in the final. Because yeah, op- okay. Toronto got knocked out super early. Actually, no, Toronto started in the losers bracket because of uh, because of their poor qualifier performance, right? So, this is the thing where it's like, I mean, was it a bad major? No. Was it a good? Was it a good major? No. Was it bad? No. I mean, you lost to the team that came in third, and like it was in a map five. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like you got blown out. I mean, you lost to the team that that you lost to the team that came third. Also, you lost map one by six points. That, that looking at that map, like they lost the hard point by six. If they win that hard point, suddenly it's a Toronto three one because Toronto won the control and they won map four. And then now they did lose the two searches. That's fine, and that's that's Toronto's weaknesses search and, and Phase's strength is search. But again, if Toronto can win through hard points, I think it's it's advantageous to them. But again, it's it's a hard call. I don't love FaZe. I like Toronto more, but at the same point in time, I can't. You can't fault someone for, for, um, for for going with uh, yeah with, with FaZe there. But I, I I just think that plus two fifty the the math doesn't add up for me. But that that's fine. I I will say does the I I know I made it two three weeks ago now, but the FaZe at I I want to say it was plus three fifty to win champs. And part of my argument there was like. They're likely to be the one seed. It's not a lock, right? Like, Optic keep gaining a little bit of ground. FaZe still has a 15-point buffer to work with. So, really, as long as Optic doesn't win this major, they should have the one seed wrapped up. And we discussed earlier that the one seed does... It it feels like it is going to matter a little bit this year, just because the eight seed will be relatively weak um, compared to the six, seven, you know, five seed, whatever. So... That, I think, makes a little more sense just looking at that in retrospect. Uh, Plus 250 for this major might be a little high. I just think that was a misprice a few weeks ago. One thing I will mention with Toronto, though, if you are semi-intrigued with them but you're worried about search, is you could take them just to reach the finals at plus 185. Obviously, the payout is not quite the same, but... But my model it is value on that yeah 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 it, it like toronto like their weak point and it's not even that they're bad at search it's just 
they're middle of the pack. A lot of teams are middle of the pack in Search and Destroy, but you look at their hard point and you look at their control, and their control especially jumps out as like, holy crap, that team is dominant in that mode. They like they're 15 and four on Hotel, 11 and four on Elisilo, two and one on Expo. Right, small sample, but so far so good. And like, yeah, their hard point they can crush anybody. Like, that's the one thing with Toronto is they could wake up one day and just decide to beat everybody by 100 points in hard point. Kind of what, like, Optic is doing right now. So maybe if you're looking for, like, if you're not super high on Optic, like, I'm not. Like, Toronto seems like a good pivot because they could match up pretty well, right? They can go toe-to-toe in hard point. We saw them beat them at a, in a grand finals already, taking both controls. You know, search might be a little bit of a disadvantage for Toronto, but I think they're close enough to Optic where, like, that could go back and forth. So, and it's a home team. They're a good organization. They're maybe being slept on a little bit. So, yeah, I, I, I totally am fine with Toronto, especially if you're kind of looking just at that, like, to reach the finals market. Or if you want to pivot to, like, an MVP, you know, you could also go with that, I suppose. Yeah. So and then that that's a perfect pivot to the next part of our futures bets, MVP. So now, do you see anything here in particular? Like I'll I'll list off the the numbers again here. I'll list off the numbers here. Shotzi plus three fifty, Dashi plus five hundred. They're the top two optic players. Celium plus six fifty, Abizi plus nine hundred, Scrappy ten to one, Hydra eleven to one, Kleenex eleven to one, Hook the next optic player at fourteen to one. Simp sixteen to one, Awakening twenty to one, Beans thirty three to one, Cammy thirty three to one. I'm not sure why that's kind of random that he's up there. Ghosty thirty three, Hixie thirty three, Octane forty, Draza, Kenny, Envoy. They're in the forties, and then just kind of gets lower than there. And I don't think we're really looking at anybody else other than that. The question becomes, like, with with optic, like. The thing of it is, MVP markets let you get basically juiced odds on a team to win if you're confident that if a team, if X team wins, then you will get a better price on that team, right? Like, so for example, say you're like, I like Ultra, but I don't like the plus 450. You're like, I think Scrappy's going to win MVP if they win, so then I get it at 10 to 1 now, right? But the problem is with Ultra, I definitely worry about Kleenex, because Kleenex could just go off, and then that could be, that could basically get them the the win, right? Like that could be a really big thing for them. So I worry about that at the same point in time, if optic wins, I mean, if you, if you've got a a dashy ticket, you definitely have to worry about Shotzi. And if you've got a Shotzi ticket, you definitely worry about dashy. Celium and a BZ. I kind of think that's mispriced. I think a BZ should be the higher, but at that point then Celium could just go off too, right? Like, what are your thoughts on it? Do you see anything you particularly like in this market? Do you rather, would you rather just play, like, just play win and maybe make the final? I don't love highest KD ratio because they're not particular, like, it's, there is some randomness that is associated with that. And it's hard to figure out exactly what is what, but we'll, uh, what, 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 what markets do you like in MVP? There's a little yeah. there. Yeah. Um, so I guess if we just want to focus on like those top three teams, so, like as someone who likes phase, uh, yeah, to me a BZ sticks out at nine to one. Um, if we think about okay, who won the MVP when they won the major? That was Simp. 
Uh, he's 16 to 1, so a lower price. And I, I don't know. I'm just of the belief that if a team wins more than once, the you know the judge panel or whoever votes on this stuff is gonna try to give the next MVP to somebody else. Um, so simp at sixteen to one, even if that might be an okay value, I just I don't know. I, I don't think they would give it to him twice unless he went crazy on the you know entire weekend of play. Um, yeah, BZ sticks out at nine to one just because. I feel like it's, I don't know, if he doesn't get the season-long MVP award, I think they're going to want to give him something. And I think he's deserving of the season-long MVP. But, like, this team wins through Search and Destroy, and it's because of a beast, right? Like, you talk about First Bloods all the time. He is the king of those. Celium is going to put up numbers every event he's at, and he very well could win the MVP if FaZe were to win. But to me, there is enough of a difference between the two of them that Abizi is the more appealing price to me for that. Um, and then, yeah, like Slasher, I'm not really interested in. I don't even know where he's listed, like probably 50 to 1 or something. Yeah, 50 to 1. Okay, boom, spot on. Um, but yeah, no thanks on that. If you're looking at an optic player, right, you have two right at the top, Shotzi and Dashy. Um, Hook not too far behind, fourteen to one. I would go Ghosty at thirty-three to one. The argument being like this team, since this guy has been on the roster, like this team's been unbelievably good. Like the turnaround that this team has gone through this year, like you just point to okay, when was Ghosty added onto the team, and then look at Optic since, and it's like, huh. He's a pretty valuable player, I would say. So if Ghosty, if they win and Ghosty's numbers are not fantastic, he's just not ever going to be the guy that's going to go crazy and probably have the highest KD on his team. But if he's close to his teammates, I can totally see them giving it to him. He's just, he's a good story, right? He's a rookie. They can shine a light on that. I just... I would buy into the variance, and it's a 33 to 1. So, yeah, I, I like that for Optic. If you want to go with one of the higher end guys, I would probably go Dashy. Uh, I think that would be a good story, too. Dashy was the major one MVP last year, went absolutely crazy. He has been putting up some ridiculous numbers recently. Um, and his price, I think him and Shotzi should be basically the same price so the fact that you're getting a little more value on dashy i like that but yeah for me ghosty is the pick if you if you like optic and then toronto is a little tricky um yeah scrappy and kleenex basically tied scrappy 10 to 1 kleenex 11 to 1 really feels like they would give it to some like one of those guys and considering scrappy has already won an mvp that would lead me to look at kleenex at 11 to 1 but i don't know like to me, it's it's a little odd that Insight is 66 to 1. Like, yeah, actually, that might be the favorite play for me if you like someone on Toronto. Again, just, you know, assuming Scrap doesn't win it again. Like, Insight can put up numbers, too. The issue is, like, he's an AR, as is Scrap, and Scrap puts up some crazy numbers means insight doesn't all the time but i don't know 66 to 1 for a player as good as insight on a, a team that's as good as toronto i think that could make sense 
Um, I guess you could make the same argument for Hixie. He's also 33 to 1, like Ghosty. Uh, to me, two very similar players. They play a different role on their teams, but like you can see, since Hixie's been on the team, like Toronto has won a major and they look pretty good, like since he's joined the team. But yeah, to me, I don't know, Insight jumps out like 66 to 1. That's a that's a pretty big number for a player as good as he is. And then players from any other teams, like in terms of my odds, we're looking at maybe subliners players, maybe breach players. Um, I don't know. It's tough, man. I, I mean, I have subliners winning 9% of the time. So assuming like the subliners players are pretty even, like in terms of stats and what they do this weekend, there's maybe a two and a half percent chance any of them win MVP. So you'd have to look at like a number that's 50 to one or more. Priesta is 50 to one. Skies is 50 to one. So those are pretty appropriately priced. Um, Hydra is 11 to one. That's a little steep. And Kismet has already won the award once. So I would stay away from him. So yeah, maybe if you want to sprinkle something on the subliners that are 50 to one, you could do that. But honestly, I'd rather just take insight at 66 to one because he's on a better team and, I just think they have a much better chance of winning. So, yeah, that that's where I'd go. I don't know. Do you see anything super, super deep that looks interesting? Maybe, like, uh, Arcides at 750 to 1? No, I think uh, that's a little too tall. I mean, the thing of it is, this is going to be... Do I, like, do I think LEG could win a game? Yes. Do I think they're going to be like, we're going to win one game just as an FU to our company and everything? Um... That's something we could do, but at the same point in time, like, are they going to win? No. Is our like, is our going to play next year? Like, he has not had a particularly good year. It's been a yeah. I, I don't know. That was more a joke, but yeah. like, it's been a yeah. really rough year for our cities. Everything has gone wrong with LAG as a team, as a company, as just everything. Like, London has given up. Florida is not horrible, but they're not in the greatest shape either. So it's. Florida probably. I, I bet you, like, if uh, if if Optic knocks out Florida, I I bet you Florida will knock out Thieves, and we'll have to see that number. And I bet you that number will get bet up. So hold that line when when that number comes out. But but watch for it. Anyways, all right, let's get into the games. First game up, we've got Atlanta Phase versus the Las Vegas Legion. Phase my the spread is out to minus two and a half, plus one sixty on the minus two and a half. Legion plus two and a half, minus two ten. Phase minus six hundred of the main line. Legion plus three seventy five. Over three and a half minus one ninety. Under three and a half plus one forty five. Which is very weird. That's a huge difference in spread because they're saying that there's a non zero chance that Legion could sweep them, which would be fascinating to see. This one is weird for me. I've got Phase with just shy of a ninety percent chance to win this, so it's actually some value on Phase money line, not a lot. Now, I this one is weird because I've got phases about 49-point favorites in the hard point. But I went back and I rewatched Phase versus Legion the last time they played. And Legion was doing really well in the first game, but then there was some sort of error or something. They had to do a restart. And then Legion fell apart. They lost game one, then they lost game two, then they got they, they got swept 3 nothing because they lost game three. But the question is, like, what if if that reset doesn't happen, Legion possibly goes on to win game one, or at least covers the spread game one, because I think it was a pretty big spread. 
and then everything is different because then their stats are then inflated and, and, and phases stats are lower basically as a result of that. I don't know if I'm going to bet this, but I, I, I keep – the thing of it is I keep looking at this number and I keep trying to get myself to yes on Legion plus 31.5, map one. I don't know if Legion's going to win this game. I don't think they are. The thing is the plus 2.5 at minus 210, that's not particularly fun because Legion can get swept as we've seen before. And it's unclear exactly where Legion is going to be able to punch through and stop phase. Um, but I just um, – I don't know. I, I, I don't love particularly anything in this matchup. Maybe a hard point spread, but like FaZe is way better at Legion in, in Search. I've got them like winning the Search 6-2. I've got a 3-2 control, but like FaZe could just... Legion could decide to suck at control one day. I'm not sure if the FaZe is going to let them get hit on that Expo. But again, plus 125 at the for that isn't a horrible price. What are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I so I also like FaZe. I'm actually surprised you have uh, as big of a number on FaZe as you do. Um, I've got them at an 81% chance to win, so I'm in the ballpark of where you're at. So that just kind of generally means I don't see value on either team here. Um, yeah, like we saw this already. It was ugly. It was a FaZe 3-0. Um, they did not play Himmelmet Expo. Uh, that time around, I cannot imagine they're going to this time around. Um, FaZe are the higher-seeded team, so I expect that they'll be Team A, meaning Game 1 is probably their map pick. So I'm more comfortable in FaZe covering a map spread if they are Team A in that map 1. Um, I think they're the better hardpoint team. If it's their map, they should definitely be the better hardpoint team. We've already talked about their search dominance, and then if you're not getting Expo control, if you're Legion, like, it very, very well could be another 3-0. So that's kind of where I see this one going. Um, yeah, I, maybe it's a 3-1 if Legion can pull out a search and destroy, if it's somehow not Expo control, or if FaZe fall on their face in hardpoint, which they do sometimes. But, um, yeah, I don't know. To me, it's... Very likely a sweep or a 3-1. Um, I would be a little surprised if it goes to a map 5. Even if it does, I like FaZe in that situation as well. So, uh, yeah, to me, all signs point to FaZe. The price on them is way too steep, though. Like, plus 160 to sweep. I'll pass on that. I, I would need it somewhere in, like, the plus 200 range for me to be interested. But um, we're well, well short of that. So, and I just really... I don't have faith in Legion. I know they're still fighting for the 8 seed. Like, that's a huge deal. Um, so they're going to come out and give them hell. And maybe, I don't know, maybe knowing that Expo Control won't get picked can give Legion some, like, practice on some of the other control maps. I don't know. You're, you're going to have to throw a curveball in the veto process to have a chance, in my opinion. But even then, I, I don't think it'll be enough to take the win or to really get to that map five. So um, yeah, for me, a stay away, expect a phase win. Um, and yeah, as someone who's interested in phase futures, like to me, this game isn't, I can just pass on this and be fine. So that's kind of where I see it. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's about it. I, I will say like, I don't know, whoever made the schedule for Thursday, I feel like they did about as bad as they did. Like, I don't know why. Why is this the kickoff game? 
like to me i would rat well yeah i would probably put minnesota boston first they then... forget that that las vegas legion isn't the paris legion anymore uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, to me, the order of all these is a little wacky. I guess I understand why Optic's third, because you don't want their fans leaving the venue early after they win. So you put them third and make them wait a little while. But like Toronto, the home team should probably be last. Minnesota-Boston is like kind of the whatever match, but for whatever reason, that is last. Uh, Faze come out first. I don't know. To me, it's all backwards, but irregardless i i have zero idea how they make the schedule i got no idea like it's like do they just randomly like i have no idea it's very weird but anyways i wonder if they ask the highest seeded teams like where they'd like to play in terms of the day like there's no way it's always like we're always gonna pick third because optic is literally always the third match it doesn't matter it's always the third match because they want the optic fans to stick around right that's true but like I don't. I have no idea. Like it's so weird. I like they're just like because there's no way to predict it. It's just like here's the schedule. And we're like okay. Uh, I guess this is a schedule. Um, anyways, moving on to the next match, Ultra versus Subliners. Ultra minus one and a half plus one thirty five. Subliners plus plus one and a half minus one seventy five. Ultra minus one fifty on the money line. Subliners plus one fifteen. Over four and a half plus one sixty. Under four and a half minus two ten. Subliners, of course, last week doing something very weird in the subbing out skies for Wardy. Um, yeah. And it, it, if you remember um, back in 2020, it, it's, it's stupid because it doesn't make any sense at all. But if you remember back in the 2020, the last game of the NFL regular season was between the Philadelphia Eagle and the Washington. At that point, they were the football team, but the, the future Washington Commanders. And basically it was for a playoff spot. And if Washington won the game, they'd be going to the playoffs and the Eagles were eliminated anyways. They were just basically, if they lost the game, they get a better draft pick. And what happened was Washington's main quarterback, Alex Smith had been injured for a couple of weeks. So the, the Washington, Washington team was playing, I guess we'll just call them Washington team. Cause they didn't really have a name. Washington was starting, um, I believe Dwayne Haskins. Um, he, he subsequently died a couple of years later in a, an accident. But basically, the the Eagles clearly didn't try. They they had, they had earlier in the season they were starting Carson Wentz. They benched Carson Wentz. They're like we're done with Carson Wentz. They were playing. I believe they were playing Jalen Hurts for a couple of weeks, and they were playing Jalen Hurts for the first part of the game. But then at the end of the game, into the third and fourth quarter, when there was a chance that the Eagles could actually win the game, they were like, we're going to start our third string quarterback because we want to see what we have in him. And now the Eagles promptly lost the game. They got a better draft pick, and then a bunch of stuff happened. And eventually, the Eagles got to almost got to the Super Bowl, and then they had two first round picks this year. But all of that is because of the result of that game, now not because of the seeing of the quarterback thing. Because the Eagles lost that game, they got a better draft pick, and then they were able to trade back into the draft. And and just a bunch of stuff happened in in at, because of that consequences of that game. And like it's just like. But the thing is, it's so stupid because that, none of that applies here. Because one, the subliners are locked into champs, so okay, fine. I mean, it's in the same in the same way that it's a meaningless game. But like giving Wardy a game to play wasn't particularly advantageous. As a matter of fact, he was one of the better players on the team. To be fair, like in just kind of an insane thing, he was actually one of the better players on the team in that game. Like, you're, there's no draft here, so it's not like your positioning is better helped out by not 
by, by losing the game, it's not like your your seeding in the major was helped or hurt in any way. Because honestly, I don't even know if it mattered or not. And there's because of how this works, there's probably no way to tell actually. Um, like the only way this possibly makes sense is if you want like you don't want Wardy on your team next year, but you have him, and you're like, man, we'd really like to trade this kid, and and maybe we can like get generate some buzz with him in this one game. But like that's insane. That doesn't make any sense at all. Like it's it's so not like unless they wanted to see how it would work and make like because he was actually objectively one of the better players on their team last next year. Like unless they got Wardy for a couple years and they're thinking they could try to hype him and trade him. But again, just absolutely insane things for New York Subliners to do. Anyways, back to this game. My model is really low on Toronto, which this happens because the model thinks Toronto sucks at search and destroy. So then because of that, then they, they basically auto-lose game five. So anytime it goes to a game five, they just get crushed. So the model sometimes does this with Toronto and, and a lot of teams that are bad at search. But I've got Toronto winning game one, three, and four. I don't particularly hate Toronto minus one and a half. I don't hate Toronto Moneyline either, even though I do have Subliners favorite in this game. I don't hate those things. I also do not hate the Toronto hard point spreads. You're getting minus 13 and a half. That's, that's amazing. I'll take that any day. And uh, you're getting Toronto minus one and a half plus 155 in map three. I'll take that too. Um, what are your thoughts on this game? Do you kind of agree with me in, in, in the general sense of, of, of this? Or do you or, or do you think that there's some value here on subliners? Yeah, no, I, I like Toronto. Um that shouldn't surprise much just because we already talked about the futures. Um, but yeah, Toronto to me, I, they're a 60-40 favorite in this game specifically. Um, slightly better hard point team. These teams are basically dead even in search and destroy in my opinion. So if it were to get to that game five, like the searches are probably a split either way, but we'll see. I mean, crazy things happen. And then Toronto, obviously very, very good at control. Um, they can square up on any map. Uh, New York, good on everything but LSELO, so that will likely be their veto, but I, I think they're going to be underdogs on either of the other maps they play. Uh, Hotel would be a lot of fun, and then Expo would be interesting just to see what those teams look like head-to-head on that map because, you know, both have wins and losses on there, but, I mean, again, small sample with that specific map-mode combo. So... Yeah, to me, uh, it, I like Toronto not a, enough again to take them in this specific, you know, individual one-off game. Um, I'm more interested in their future and them, you know, building wins over time. But yeah, it, it's actually interesting. I I had this at minus one thirty-five this morning. Now it's up to minus one fifty for Toronto on the money line. So seems like more people are. Um, feel inclined to take Toronto as well. And and that makes sense. I think they're the slightly better team. They're at home in a comfortable environment. Um, New York have been a very up and down team throughout the year. So um, if you catch them on a bad day, like, yeah, they can win easily. So the way I see this, I think Toronto will win probably in a 3-1. But that plus 135 to cover that map and a half is just... It's not quite there for me, and I'd really just rather put that into the futures market instead. But yeah, to me, if there's any side to take, it would be the home team Toronto Ultra. Yeah, I uh, I, I agree with that sentiment too. Um, yeah, but there, there's some like I'm not the biggest fan on this 
there's a lot. This game, these games are a little weird, but I think there's some value there on, on some of that stuff. Next up, Optic versus Florida. This game's at 4.30 in the afternoon. Optic minus 1.5, minus 190. Florida plus 1.5, plus 145. Optic minus 525 on the money line. Florida plus 340. Over 3.5, minus 220. Under 3.5, plus 165. Um, I don't hate... Um, I don't even hate that. Like, I, I actually kind of like the minus two and a half here for Optic. I love Optic in this game. I think Optic has a ninety percent chance to win this game. It's hard for me to see Florida winning any map. I don't. That that being said, that's not a knock on Florida, right? As I've said before, my model is super super high on Optic, and like I just, but I just think Optic is ridiculous at this game. Like Optic minus forty and a half in map one. That's nowhere near enough points. Um, Optic can cover that easily against this Florida team. This Florida team isn't amazing, particularly good at this. Um, Optic minus one and a half, map two, great as well. Not so. I'm not the biggest fan of Optic minus one and a half, map three. And then, but if you're on uh, Bodog, you can actually get Optic minus thirty, minus twenty point nine in map four, which is even better because at that point, if Optic fails to close out map two or three, then Optic will close out on map four. Or if somehow they've fallen behind, they've lost both respawn, like both uh, search and, and control. Then now you get this. Now you're sitting on Optic, like because if they crush the map one, then now you're suddenly sitting at only minus thirty. There sometimes the, bet, bet, uh, Bodog does some weird things. Uh, or Bravada does some weird things with that one four spreads, but yeah, lots of a lots of ability to take advantage of some of this stuff here. I think it's, uh, I think you've got some amazing opportunities here, and I think uh, I think we, we you could definitely place some bets to take advantage of that for sure. So I'm on optic here. Um, what are what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I am too. I just think uh, I don't know. It it feels like any match that optic run into outside of like Phase or Toronto. It's going to be really hard for me to argue the other side unless, right, Optic somehow, like, get lucky and win a match in advance and no one's picking up on that. But, yeah, in this specific match, like, we've seen Florida go toe-to-toe with a lot of these really good teams, and they just fall short. Like, it's great that they went 3-2 and in the qualifier stage, but, I don't know, a couple of those wins were against easy competition, um, they did beat LA Thieves, but a lot of teams beat LA Thieves over the past few weeks. So not crazy impressive. Still a good win nonetheless. But yeah, I, I like Optic here. Um, interestingly enough, I actually think there's a little more value in the minus one and a half price than the minus two and a half price. Um, uh, you can justify both. Like uh, if you want that, you know, extra payout because it's a bigger number, it's like plus 185, I think. Yeah, versus minus 190. Totally fine with that if you think Optic just come out and steamroll the competition, which they like to do lately. Um, So yeah, to me, this is, again, an 81-19 game like Atlanta-Vegas is. Um, So yeah, I think Optic probably take this. Um, My model says most likely it's a 3-1, but again you take a look at what these teams have done lately and yes, Florida has been better. Their hard point has been improving their control. Honestly, isn't that far off from optic. Like I still have optic favored in the controls, but it wouldn't shock me if Florida, you know, take three defenses and somehow take the control in game three. Um, so yeah, like I think Florida can make it a little messy, maybe force a game four, 
wouldn't be crazy if they forced the game five either, but the problem is like I just have them as significant underdogs in hardpoint and in search, and that's a that's an issue. So um, yeah, uh, I side with Optic here. Again, not a ton of value. A, a lot of these games late in the year, there's just not going to be a ton to love. But um, but yeah, if you're someone like me and you don't love the Optic futures and you think those are maybe a little overpriced, maybe you can just pivot and, and take them in like this individual match or their round two match, whoever they line up against. But, um, but yeah, Optic should take care of business pretty easily, I think. Yeah, and, and, and that's the issue, right? When you're either betting on Optic or, or betting against Optic, right? It's just like, well, like, Optic has been just so dominant the last couple of weeks, and that's what the model's picking up on the models. Like, this team is, is terrifying. You don't want to touch this team in any way. And I just, uh, it, you, don't, you don't want to bet on, the, you don't want to bet against this team in any way. And it's just like, because they've just destroyed teams, especially Florida as well, too. Like, they crushed Florida 3-0, and again, this is one of the issues with the way the schedule is set up, right? Because it's like, okay, you've got three weeks and you're playing some of these teams. Well, some of these matchups are literally matchups that just happened, like, days ago. Like, F- Florida played Optic. Uh, Florida played Optic just, I think, like, last weekend, right? FaZe uh, played thing. Like, I mean, obviously, if you were to expand it and have more games for qualifiers, obviously, you'd have more overlap. But at the same point in time, you'd actually have like some potential, some distance between these things, especially if everybody was in a winner's bracket. So whatever. That's my two cents on this. Maybe we'll talk about for champs. We'll talk about how best to how best they could fix all the, the mess that is the CDL. But anyways, moving on to the last game of the first day of the major here, Boston versus Minnesota. Boston minus one and a half plus 150. Minnesota plus one and a half minus 200 Boston minus 150 Minnesota plus 150 on the money line over four and a half minus one plus 160 under four and a half minus 210 so I am a little confused by this line my model absolutely loves 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 Boston in this game it loves Boston I've got Boston is almost in minus 244 I've got the minus one and a half at minus 116. I'm even sprinkling on a little bit of minus two and a half because I'm getting I've got that at plus two seventy three. I'm getting that four twenty five. Um, for some reason, the hard point is a pick. I don't understand that at all. I've got Boston as a sixty point favorite in hard point. Now, to be fair though, a lot of this is because Boston crushed subliners and subliners were a good team. Now that was because they swapped out skies for Ward. But to be fair, Boston could have beaten them anyway. It wasn't like it was a foregone conclusion that subliners were going to win that game. That's why I didn't bet that game at all. I'm just like, I'm not touching this. Um, But yeah, like I've got Boston as much better in control, and I actually think Boston's a better search team too. So Boston is inconsistent, yes, but Minnesota pulled out all the stops there to to beat Thieves, and I think to beat uh, beat Toronto. Questions about how much they actually cared about those last couple games. But like... This is for keeps, and I, I, I can't, this Boston team is one actually not safe for champs. They theoretically could be passed over by um by um Minnesota or Boss or or or, uh, or Vegas. So I, I think this Boston team is going to come out here and um kind of put this rocker team away. I think I think this Boston team is finally in a position where they're actually maybe they they're finally starting to work as a team here and and. Although attaches back, that's great, but 
I uh, I definitely worry that maybe it's just a little bit uh, too little, too late. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I so this is interesting in a lot of ways. One, I don't think this should be the last game of the day. I think this should be the first game of the day. Um, I, I guess I understand it in terms of like these teams are pretty close in the overall points table. So, right, maybe Minnesota can finish major five and somehow jump Boston or maybe Boston extend the lead over Rocker, whatever. Like I, I get that, but I don't know. To me, this should be the first game of the day, not the last. But I, I kind of agree with you. Like My model sees a little bit of value on Boston Breach. Um, I don't have them quite as heavy favorites as you do. I've got Boston as a 62% favorite. But to me, they're just like the slightly better version of Rocker. Like, slightly better at hard points, slightly better at search, slightly better at control. And when you add all that up, like, yes, Rocker could win if they get a little lucky and, you know, pull out like a round 11 win or a, a round five win in control. But like we just saw this matchup a few weeks ago at the uh, Minnesota home series in Minnesota, Boston come out there. There was a little bit of drama because I think Boston played with the sound equalization setting on and Minnesota wanted to GA that and Boston were like, no. And now Boston are, like, blacklisted from playing eights anymore because of that stuff. Anyway, irregardless of that, Boston, in that matchup in Minnesota, and this was the old Minnesota Rocker roster, let's remember, but, like, Boston dominated Game 1 and Game 4. They won control comfortably, and their only loss was a Round 11 in Search. If that goes the other way, it's a sweep. It's a really, really impressive victory. Um, then as you go, right, like Boston sweep Mutineers, a little bit close in game one, but otherwise pretty comfortable overall. Then Boston lose to Seattle the following week, another round 11 loss in there though. So a, a little unlucky in that sense, but, um, still Seattle an up and down team. They surprise every now and then, um, after that Boston lose again, this time to Atlanta phase, uh, search did not, it was not close, but they lost by seven in the opening hard point so that could have gone either way if that happens it gets to a game five which you're still not in love with boston versus atlanta in a game five but they could have got that extra map and then yeah just the weird series to close it out versus new york uh with wardy in the lineup they look good though like again not good in search like back-to-back losses 6-1 uh after losing earlier in the stage 6-5 a bunch so if they can get the search back on track, maybe those round 11 losses turn into round 11 wins. The issue I find is with Minnesota and like if this new lineup they have is legit. I mean, we it, it worked very well for us last weekend. We were preaching like take Rocker plus a map and a half, take a money line maybe if you're feeling crazy and like it worked both times. Um now their Toronto series was you know, maybe one of those classic, like, the underdog took the day because they won the opening hard point by 17. Then they follow it up with a game four win by 12. Granted, Toronto are a fantastic hard point team. So winning by any margin is impressive, especially when you're rocker. But, like, you can't rely on really close hard point wins like that very often. Um, they were outscored in search and destroys. Uh, nine rounds to 10, and then we're swept on control on a map that Rocker are quite good at. So again, just feather in the cap for Toronto and how great their their control is. But 
Um, yeah, and then Minnesota, you back up before that, it was, okay, they're playing LA Thieves. LA Thieves have yet to win a match during the Stage 5 qualifiers. Rocker had this new lineup. Rocker are somehow like 6-1 to one on the money line, and it just didn't make sense. And they come out and win in a pretty impressive fashion. Um, search wasn't pretty, but everything else was a big surprise. Like it's, it's rare that you see LA thieves lose by margin in hard points specifically. And that's what happened. And I know LA thieves have been shaky lately. They finally got on track with a win over Ravens, but like, I don't know what to think of this rocker team. I'm, I'm glad they made the, the lineup change just because it worked out fantastic last weekend. Will it continue? That's to be determined. Um, as a Rocker fan, I'm just happy they have a somewhat easy opponent in this round one versus Breach. They absolutely could win, but I do still think Breach are the favorites. Uh, to me, it it could go to a map five. I wouldn't be shocked. Um, but I don't know. I, I kind of see another Boston 3-1 in the cards. Minnesota are good enough to take a hard point or... Uh, search, maybe the control. I don't know. Map vetoes probably depend a lot on that. But, um, but yeah, I think Boston take the day here. As sad as it is, but um, it at least makes for some maybe interesting content for the Rocker versus Legion moving forward. That that fight for the eight seed. They they both very well could find themselves in losers bracket round one, and from there it's you know lose and go home if you're legion and if you're rocker you're just trying to you know at least match what legion can do throughout the tournament so as a rocker fan not hoping for much but wouldn't shock me if they do pull out the upset over breach here yeah i uh i don't know yeah i I mean i could see it but i just i i love the numbers on boston though that's the thing i mean the thing was we i I messaged you because we we had talked about about Minnesota, and we're like, these numbers don't make sense. This should, number should not be this number. And then I mess when, when Minnesota won. I, I did not. I did not partake in Minnesota versus Toronto. Uh, that number also didn't make sense. But I didn't participate in that one. I was I was all over Minnesota versus Thieves. And I said like, this uh, this number doesn't make sense. And then I Minnesota won. I sprinkled a little on the plus. I put something on the on the plus one and a half maps and. Uh, and I think I put some on the on the hard point spreads, and then I also put stuff on uh, Minnesota to win. And I messaged you, and I'm like, "This is a victory for math." And it was, it was a victory for math, right? Because we said this number doesn't make sense, this number is wrong. And sure enough, positive variance happened, and 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 we won the day there. So that's good. But no, I'm not. I think Boston is good enough. I think Thieves is bad, and that's actually going to lead me into my next point here in terms of. Uh, kind of second round matchups that we're going to see here. So um, I, I've done a couple. I've set them all up. Have you set up all of them? Do, do, you, do you have some uh, future numbers potentially for second round matchups or not? Yeah, no, I can I can just type them in and let you know what my model okay. says today so if the yeah. teams were to face off. So we're, yeah. we're taking Optic to beat Florida. So then let's say Florida versus Thieves. I actually have Florida as a favorite to beat Thieves, which sounds crazy. But I actually really do like that. And the thing is, that's not going to happen at all. You're going to get amazing value on Florida here. And I would love, and I, I think they're in, I think Thieves are in trouble. So I'm going to take Florida there for sure. Uh, what are your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I'm the opposite. I mean, my model obviously doesn't really weigh the Thieves' poor performances lately as much as Mutineers, like, 
over the course of the year. So, yeah, I've got Thieves at a 75% chance to win that match. Um, maybe a little high. Like, that. my gut reaction is that number is a little high. But I don't know. Like, to me, Mutineers, it's a... We see this, like, two or three times a year where one of these bottom teams gets... You know, I don't want to say gets hot over a five game span because Mutineers were three and two. Like, it wasn't super impressive, but they went three and two in a five game span, and that is good enough for a winner's bracket start. Thieves one and four, right, kind of looked ugly. I kind of think those are just small samples, and we'll get back to the basics with these teams, and Thieves will show up and win when it matters. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I am curious to see what the pricing on that potential match would be because it's like, okay, if Florida make it close versus Optic and Thieves have looked really bad for the last few weeks, like, I don't know. Like, there could be... I do think Thieves are still the favorites, but it could be a price that's low enough where I'm like, I'll just take Thieves to win or maybe win by a map and a half too. But... I, it's really, really dependent on what the price is for that specific matchup. Yeah, I I agree with that. But again, you're going to see something like Florida plus 200, maybe even a higher to win. Like, it's going to be some crazy number on Thieves. And I think that's going to be something to look forward to. Um, I mean, we're, we're a little iffy on who exactly is going to play London. I think it's going to be Minnesota, but it could also be if, if Minnesota upsets them as Boston. But that being said, I've got this ending right here. Uh, Boston, 90% chance. Minnesota, 81% chance. Uh, it's not looking good for uh, for for London this year. I think this is going to be their last game of the year. Um, moving on to Surge. I've got Surge as both underdogs to FaZe and Legion. Slightly less underdogs to Legion, but I still have the Legion as a sizable favorite against them. Uh, next up, uh, basic, and then basic, last up, basically, it's LAG versus the loser of Subliners in Toronto, and I've got both of those ending in 3-0s. Um, LAG season ending pretty badly as an, at the end of an 0-3, um, but a merciful end to a horrible season and one of the worst performing franchises. And they won a major, yes, but one of the worst performing franchises in terms of actual wins and losses and, and never made a champion, never made champs in their, in the three years of champs existing in this format. So anything you'd like to add to those, those matchups or. Yeah. So um, I'll just riff through them real quick. So yeah, London versus Minnesota or Boston is going to be not good for London. I, I agree with you there. Um, your numbers are a little higher than mine, but I'm in the same ballpark. I think, uh, let me type that in again. Minnesota versus London. Uh, yeah, 74% chance Minnesota would win that. Boston versus London, 84% chance Boston would win that. So, yeah, they're, they're just outmatched either way. Um, and again, another reason why, as a Rocker fan, I'm I'm happy where they landed in terms of the how the bracket shook out, right? You get a winnable game in round one, and even if you lose that, you get quite possibly the worst team in the league that really isn't playing for much at all um so yeah either way that goes it's it's london is probably done um the, yeah the seattle game is interesting um if atlanta were to lose which I, I that would be a big surprise but if seattle plays atlanta to me right now atlanta is a 78 percent favorite 95 um, 95 here 
Wow. Okay. So uh, yeah, I've got both teams neck and neck in hard point. They're both middle of the pack. Uh, and that's part of the issue with Seattle is they've really fallen back on hard point as the year has progressed. Um, their search hasn't really improved much over the course of the year. And then uh, both teams are pretty close in control as well. So what's carrying phase here is really just search. Like they should dominate that mode. If that's the case, they likely win in the three, two fashion. Um, but again, that one's pretty unlikely just because I think FaZe will beat Vegas. Uh, Seattle-Vegas, these teams are neck and neck in my power rankings. I do favor Seattle slightly, um, and I do think if Vegas lose to FaZe, that does lower Vegas's value overall, unless they you know, lose in an unlucky fashion and actually show up versus FaZe, but don't take the win. Either way, it's, it's close. I have Seattle as a 56% favorite, um, mostly predicated on control. And this is something we talked with Vegas versus Atlanta. Like, I think teams know, like, okay, just veto Expo control against Legion. And you can chalk that game three up as a win. And, like, Seattle are a team that have yet to play Expo. Like, I just think they're like, we're just not going to play this. And if that's the case, like, Vegas isn't getting this map in their first two matches. And that's, to me, that's pretty concerning. Um... Could they make Hardpoint interesting? Yes, because they've been on the up and up and Seattle have been sliding back a little bit, but I still favor Seattle slightly in that. And then Vegas, I favor pretty heavily in the search and destroy. So split on the hard points and the searches, but to me, the control is the difference maker and, and why I have Seattle uh, slight favorites over Vegas there. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be a fascinating matchup if we get that. And I, I think there's a really, really good chance we do get that. Um, and if we do, I'm a huge Seattle fan in that game anyway, for Minnesota's sake. So I'm, I'm fine with siding with Seattle there. And then, yeah, the LAG game, um, they're probably in the worst spot of any team this major to do anything, uh, because they're very, very bad and they're going to play a quality team. If it's Toronto, they're really in trouble. Um, if it's New York, I guess they'd have a shot just because, right, we've seen New York go really hot or really cold. You know, if if, if New York come out and look horrible versus Toronto, LAG's got a shot, right? They've shown some fight over the year, but I don't know, man. It, either way you slice that, it really looks like an LAG first-round exit for me there as well. LAG plus 2.5, plus 120, do you take it? LAG, uh, give me a second to put it. So I'm going to assume LAG versus New York. I mean, said... either. If I could give you a future, LAG to win one map in Major 5. At least one yeah, map. Okay. At least one map. Plus two and a half at what's the price? Plus 120. You take it or not. Sight unseen. You don't know if they're playing... You don't know if they're playing Toronto or if they're playing New York. Plus yes. two and a half. You take it, yeah. Yes. Either way, I yes. I I'd, I'd, much prefer, I'd much prefer versus New York. But yeah, I, I think they're somehow good enough in all of those game modes where like they could get lucky and take a game one or game two or game three this is also it for them too right and like is is toronto or new york really gonna fight and be like okay fine let them win a map right like it's like okay this is it for them this is it for them as an organization as a team for many of them this is it for them in the league um you let them have one map and, and, and you let them go out uh gracefully all right, that is it for us for this major. Everybody sit back and enjoy. It's going to be a very interesting major, especially at the top. 
interesting race to who's going to go to champs between London and as a, um, between Vegas and Minnesota. Outside of that, it's going to be a great major. We're going to see if Opta can finally win one, or if if FaZe or Toronto or someone else can stop them. And then, yeah, we will be back for champs in a couple of weeks. I think champs is like the 10th or something. I'm not sure. Whatever. We'll be back soon. We'll figure out what date champs is, and then we will uh, make a podcast. Okay, uh, champs is June 15th. So we'll probably be back in a week or two for champs, talk about some stuff. And, yeah, you will see us then. Until then, sit back. We've got a lot of COD games this weekend, and uh, it's Memorial Day weekend for our American listeners. For Canadian listeners, we had our long weekend last weekend. Uh, now it's America's long weekend, and yeah, sit back and uh, enjoy. See everybody.